Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. Thanks for joining me for Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue number 75. I don't have music. I don't have sounds. Uh, this is why. This There's just a bunch of crap going on that I don't really want to bore you with. This, the short version is, life is very busy. Very, very busy for me right now. And I have no time to do things like edit. And uh, even with Moondog doing a lot of the editing, it's just taking too much time. I thought I could combine two sessions into one, and then when I got around to actually doing it, I discovered that, well, I was not the best game master in the world in that I took crappy notes on my first session, and so things that I thought had not been determined in that session had been. So when we went on to the second session, there's just no smooth way to combine the two because this one's very short because I had made an adventure only so far. And once we hit that spot, I didn't want to go any further until I'd had a chance to take some notes about where I wanted it to go. Um, frankly, I thought things would take a lot longer to resolve, which is a credit to cartoon action hour as a system. It's much more fast-moving than I thought it would be. And I don't know why I forgot that, because we played the whole Captive Souls thing, but it's different when you're actually game-mastering it. This is actually my second attempt at game-mastering Cartoon Action Hour, and the first one didn't go well for reasons that have nothing really to do with the game and everything to do with... Well, I think I discussed it in the session, so uh, I won't repeat it here. But suffice it to say that for the, f for the foreseeable future of Monkeys Took My Jetpack... We are going to do things gutter Skypes style, in that I'm going to do some quick opening remarks to introduce you to the session. We're going to do the session, no, uh, no pre-game, post-game nonsense. We're just going to—I'm just going to give it to you like you were in our living rooms at our play table. And what I will do is I will put chapter markers in. For those of you who don't want to have to slog through our opening banter and whatnot, you can just skip to the chapter that is the start of the game. If you don't have a podcast player that supports chapters, I don't know what to tell you. Um, hopefully, the one you are using will support it soon. Um, but that's the compromise I have for now. I actually was considering just shutting the podcast down because I'm, I don't have time. But I didn't want to do that, and this is the best compromise I could come up with. So I hope it's okay with all of y'all. And uh, so without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Monkeys took my jetpack, number 75, When I See a Coyote Fly. Hello. Hello, channel man. Shut up, phone. Jam out this holiday weekend with Summerfest. <laughs> Summerfest. <laughs> Featuring Night Ranger and 38 specials. Do not, do not disturb. <laughs> 12 uh, acres of chili and hot wings. Summerfest. <laughs> Get your seats early for the Demolition Derby on Saturday night. Featuring three members of Sticks. Because <laughs> the other two didn't want to go. I was guessing those might be the surviving members. I think they're all still... Um, not Tommy Shaw, the other guy. Dennis DeYoung? Don't ask me. Yeah, uh, Dennis DeYoung. He came through here last summer on tour singing the music of Sticks, but he was not with Sticks. That's like Roger Waters singing the music of Pink Floyd. I agree. However, but I'd still much, go much, much as I like Sticks, Roger Waters is ten times the musician any given member of Sticks is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm with you. I'd go see him in concert. I would too. Yeah, I think he's got a new album coming out. I, I kind of wanted to see Dennis DeYoung, but I, it just came down to money and timing. It usually does. Night Ranger is coming through here soon. Oh, that's why that was you. I was going to say, that was I a good pull there, buddy. I know Night Ranger, but all that I have in file is just an image of the inside of a trailer and a general feeling of failure. You're probably okay. not. Awesome. They only had one hit, didn't they? Uh, Wasn't it that? Aren't they Sister Christmas was, was their big yeah. hit, but they had, they had a couple oh, other. They had other songs. That, oh, okay. that was their big hit. They had, like, Don't Tell Me You Love Me and... 
when you close your eyes and all that. I'm, and Chris knows this feeling. I'm in the Midwest, the industrial Midwest. So classic rock is the general background music of. Oh yeah, baby! I saw Night Ranger in concert. That was my greatest concert of all time. That's pretty good because it had Night Ranger. It had Ozzy Osbourne. It had Motley Crue. Whoa! Back when they meant something. I Ted Nugent. (laughs) Back before. Yeah, before before we Ted went crazy. yeah, exactly. It's always been crazy. And yeah, degenerate standards of our liberal. Do you remember a metal culture? group called Accept? Yeah, Accept. Yeah. Uh, did they do balls? balls? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, they opened it up. Midwest Gen Xers, woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I associate it with the inside of a trailer oh, and the general not- feeling <laughs> of failure. You're not wrong. And we, we don't take offense to that either. Grip up in the Rust Belt. No, I mean, those people are people too in many ways. They may very well be my people. We are people, too. Anyways, we are people. Let us I mean, y'all have seen The Walking Dead, right? Yes. I, it's been a long time since I've watched any of it. I stopped around the time of the boxcar. But the gentleman with the crossbow. Daryl Dixon, yeah. Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. And then, uh, have you ever seen Bob's Burgers? Yeah. Zeke? People like Daryl and Zeke constitute a large number of the people I am proud to call friends. a fake intellectual living amongst the Rust Belt, so I understand. Every intellectual is a fake intellectual. It's true. Can't argue that either. I blame this failed multiculturalism. <laughs> Experiment as much sense as anything. Eric, how are you doing? Uh, feeling better than last time we talked to you? You were near death's door, as I recall. Oh, well, physically I feel great. Mentally I'm having issues, but... I uh, hesitate to go into them because I'm basically being a whiny bitch, and I know it, but I haven't figured out how to get past it. It's uh, okay. You've always been a whiny bitch. Go ahead. Chris, how is your medical condition (laughs) treating you? You were off last. My back sucks. Yeah, it sounds like it's treating you pretty rough right now. Yeah, well, okay. So my doctor has decided to move on in life. Um, I don't (laughs) know what she's doing. No, no, she didn't die. I don't know. Supposedly they sent us a letter. Supposedly they sent us a letter. So I call for a prescription and it expired. So it had to go to the doctor to get approval, which is never a problem. It just takes a couple extra days. So they call me. Your doctor's no longer going to be a doctor. I wouldn't mean my doctor. I've I had her for 14 years. Hunter true calling finally. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so. I have to find a new doctor. So I haven't been able to get my muscle relaxer back. Ooh, nice. And my back is killing me. And, um, well, when I sit here with the heating pad on, it's fine. But, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm doing fine. I'm here. I'm ready to play some Thunder. You were doing Cartoon Action Hour. That is correct. Yes. Yes. It's All right. for what it's worth. I'm playing Lady Mistra. So, Eric, you were thinking two sessions of this game? Probably, yeah. Maybe and- two Million? Maybe two million and one. I, I like the ambition. Let's do it. Wow. I don't know if I want to play this game that much. By that time, I Not may too have... Bad. I may have one million is about my down. limit. Well, you had better have the rules down, Bucko, because I haven't read the rules. Yeah. Same here. But if you want me to roll dice, I can roll dice. D twelve, so that's correct. Ah, uh, the much neglected, much neglected. Neglected. That's right. Much neglected. Neglined and neglected. <laughs> What's the name of this thing again? Wasteland two thousand ten or Cartoon Action Hour. Well, yeah, no, I just trying. To, I've got a lot of Cartoon Action Hours. I'm trying to. Yeah. Two names for my. <laughs> two names for my asshole shithead death crew. <laughs> Gangsters in Apocalypse World. <laughs> the Glyne of Elected. And they all left the hard hold. <laughs> yep. Well, gotta go round up those motherfuckers. Get on I'm those trying to figure out. I've got some factions. I'm trying to figure out what will they do? Because there's things, again, speaking, you know, running things in the background. They've got things going. It's like, okay, how would they, what opportunities are they waiting for? And what are they. And what would they do? Well, if I haven't put the fear of if I haven't put the fear of me into them, I would not be surprised if some of them turned on each other. You know, their their ambitions and uh, their hot bulletness may very well outweigh their common sense. Now I've got countdown clocks for them. I'm like, well, would they for what they're trying to do? And it's like, well, would they be doing this or they? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, they're too busy running around the dark. Trying to round up my missing workers. 
you guys you guys got to get in you got to play some apocalypse world at some point and if you do i strongly recommend you play a heart holder and just be in charge of a bunch of assholes and misfits try to try to run a tiny chunk of civilization in the wasteland it is great i am having a super good time oh, okay i don't have a cartoon action hour folder that's why i should well, have well, a cartoon action hour folder <laughs> consider how many i have here Wasteland, Wasteland 2010? Yep, that that's the one. Yep, yep. Wasteland. Right. I gotta look it up. Search. I know I have it somewhere here. It's just, uh... Ah, the beautiful sound of dice. There you go, guys. There it is. So tell us about your vacation. Huh? What did you do? Uh, well, I went to uh, visit my family in Orange County. And that was, course, that, that was fun. Down in the OC. Down in the OC. Yeah, that's got to be a little rough. And uh, I got to go to uh, Universal Studios for free, which cool. was fun. Hadn't been there in quite some time, so got to check out the Harry Potter stuff. And I heard and, that's uh, pretty badass, actually. It is, it is pretty cool, yeah. Did you buy a um, wand? I did not. Everything there is fucking expensive. Yeah, that's what my uh, district guy had told me. The wands aren't cheap online, either. They're interactive with different displays and whatnot at the Harry Potter stuff, which is... How they get you. Well, some of them are. The ones that aren't aren't that much less expensive than the ones that are. And I apologize for being a downer on the Cartoon Action Hour thing. I, it'll be fine. I'm just having... You're a downer on Cartoon Action Hour? Well, because I suggested it, and everybody liked what we came up with, and I started trying to do it, and every time I start working on it, I get that feeling in my stomach like you do when you have a test that you haven't studied for. Yeah, I know and what you're talking about. I'm just about. like, what the hell? And I've noticed this has been a pattern for me. This is what I've been. So I guess I'm going to talk about it so I can get it out of my system. This has been a pattern yeah, for me. Absolutely. Because we haven't done strays in gutter skypes. We haven't done young centurions. And now this one, it's like whenever I get set up to run a game, I get this. I don't know. It's more anxiety than I have in any other area of my life. I and, know what you're talking about. And it you guys me. get anxiety too? Oh, absolutely, to everybody does. Oh, wow, really stupid stuff, are, too. You guys are the three best GMs I know. I may have taken medication for a while because of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Magicrons really threw me for a loop. Unfortunately, button. during a large chunk of a certain Dresden Files game, which would explain some of my behavior. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, though, Blind Geek, that Magicrons threw you for a loop? I think maybe my, my vision of what I wanted it to be was different from what it ended up being. And instead of saying, hey, let's regroup, I tried to please everybody, which, you know, as a game master, in one hand, you're kind of supposed to do. But on the other hand, because if you want to do your own thing, write a fucking novel. I understand this. You got to provide a clear vision. You're yeah. still a player. Yeah. So, I mean, yep. you shouldn't totally negate your vision. And it. my other problem was I had a great premise, but I didn't stop to come up with some good plots <laughs> yes. to make yes. that thing work. Oh, so, oh man. Preach so, I know uh, that's yep. God. So we get to running it. I'm like, "Fuck! What do I do now?" Here, and so I and tried to walking, yeah, and you're yeah. walking, and and I'm thinking, just, this uh, is just role to be, play together. This is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is supposed oh, to be fast paced, yeah. and it's supposed to be an '80s type cartoon. And for some reason, that experience just made me lose all of my GM. And I can't. Remember, I I really liked invading the castle that blasted off into the sky. Yes. Yeah. We could have and then some, falling out the door. <laughs> I, I almost want to give it another try at some point, and I would like you guys to keep your because I love Falcon and I, oh, I love Falcon. I, I love Falcon. I love uh, Brutus. Brutus, that was it. Yep. I want to call him Honey Bear. Hey, Brutus Falcoon. Honeywell, that's what it was. Falling out of castle again. Looks yeah. like I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> that's your problem, Brutus. You're no good when it comes to the crunch. <laughs> well, you told me that five minutes ago. Well. I believe I did. But I think that's part of why I'm having so many issues with this, is because it's the same system. And although yep. the system wasn't really to blame for my problems with Magic Flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. You still get, you it, still get the thing. Yeah, I know how that oh, is. It's so stupid, because I am I know, I, I, I'm the kind of person who usually is like, just get over it, move on. Yep. It's like, I can't. I don't know why. The only way, sometimes the only way over it is through it, man. Yep. So... <laughs> I know what you're talking about. God, so this first session may suck. I'm yeah. just letting you know. I'm, I'm going to... Hey, we're here. We love you. We support you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's going to be fun, dude. We're here to work with you. Yeah, why would we... First sessions are always rough, and that's... 
Yep. Well, because I, I, I want to, I want to run games. I, when I'm doing well, I mean, I just, okay, that sounds dumb. When, of course, when you're doing well at anything, you like it. But I mean, no, I, not necessarily. A lot of times, a lot of times, I'm good, at, <laughs> I'm good at a couple of things I don't really enjoy. I was a good retail manager. I hated it. Yeah, I got you. You're right. I worked customer service, and I was very good at that. But I hated it as well. So I, I understand. But game mastering is not one of those things. When I, when I'm doing it, and we're working as a team, and it's going together great. It's, it's awesome. It's just. Creating adventures is the part that's hardest for me. I'm great at seeing. I'm not good at plotting. You know, you got some players here who are pretty good at plotting. Yes, you are. So. Yeah, two of them. <laughs> Alan, Josh, God, <laughs> plotting. <laughs> you say oh, plotting. Christ. Okay. You say plotting. I, I, I ain't plotted a thing in my life. Well, you, you yeah, might exactly. Well. You know, do that shit on the fly. I throw situations at people, and then yeah, I was yeah, say, yeah. the best. You have two players that like to derail the game. We're good to go. <laughs> and that's why I gave up plotting. Yes. Yeah. You could just give us shit to do or give us here's, a situation. Look, here's what's happening now. Here's what will happen if the players do nothing yep. and go. That's how I learned to run sandbox games for World oh, of and whatnot. That's all I used to do with sandbox games. We used to have so much fun. Super villain sandbox games used nice. to be our go-to for stuff. It was so much fun. My wife is actually really good at sandbox games where she's got no design plot. Like, okay, here's the setting. Here's what's going on. What you guys doing? And it might take a little bit to finally have some hooks sink in, but because she's so very good at NPC creation and all their interactions and relationships that she knows what's going on at any given time and how people react. Nice. Hey, Blind Geek. Yes. You know what's going to be ironic is in episode 25 of Dresden. Yeah. You guys talk about playing Cartoon Action Hour. <laughs> and you actually talk about playing the Thundar version. <laughs> well, we do so, all kind of like Thundar. So like six or seven years ago, we're finally going to do it. Which is funny because yeah, I don't think this was out at that point. So I think we're just going to make our own thing. Thundar version, yeah. Well, I think, I think that became Magic Ron's Ron's right, it came out right during that episode because you talked about it. Oh, well, it could be. Season three's been out for a few years. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy over my trip. Nice. What do you think? I liked it. I thought it was awesome. I think I liked it better than the first one. Yeah. And I loved the first one. That has the best opening for a superhero movie ever. Okay, not opening, because the first scene, eh. But Blue Sky has background music for the fight. That was brilliant. Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky. Yellow. Oh, Oh, God. Just oh, they're like fighting. That I'm a big yellow fan. Me too. And oh, they're fighting a giant monster. Yep. Uh, I love Baby Groot. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. If I ever run Twilight 2000, Mr. Blue Sky is going to be the theme for the campaign. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Not really. Nuclear Winter. It's true. It's a very happy view of Nuclear Winter. Exactly. Unless you're using it ironically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Hey, speaking of post-apocalypse stuff really quick, has anyone and here we watched uh, Boy and His Dog? Oh, yeah, of course. Does it get better? Because I started watching. It's on Amazon no. Prime now. Uh-uh, okay. it doesn't. It's on Amazon Prime now. I was like, <laughs> okay, Boy and a Dog, a movie that was always lumped with Racerhead and all that back in the day because it's supposed to be all controversial and transgressive and it's super influential in the post-apocalypse genre. So I started watching it. got about 20 minutes in. Like, this is the most fucking boring movie I've ever watched. Yeah, that's like, no. Do something. That's the whole thing, basically. And then when they do do stuff, it is awful. I didn't get to the controversial rape stuff at all. <laughs> just yeah. like I couldn't even get there. Like, what the? Just nothing is happening. I mean, yes, that looks like the set design from Fallout, so that's cool on a historical level. But my God! All right, so I'm not missing anything by never going back to finish it. No. Okay, noted. Good. I so love it, but one of my favorite movies or one of my favorite books is Moby Dick. So there's probably something yeah. wrong with my brain. I should read that again as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just bored. It's like, oh my god, this is nothing happening. I just, in the movie theater, still. Watch. I do love the opening. I think about it maybe every week. All these pictures of mushroom clouds and airbursts going off. And, yeah, you know, it's talking that. about the Third World War and it, the, like, the little narration. <laughs> yep. And the narration just over screen says, politicians had finally found the solution for urban blight. Yes. Oh, yeah. It started great. I love that. All right. This is looking good. And then he stole food from the little slaver thing. And like, all right, this is getting kind of better for about 30 seconds. And yeah, no, I was just like, oh, man, something happened, please. Yeah. No Fury Road. <laughs> nope, nope. You've got it figured out. All right. Now I hear it gets 
him into some awful stuff. And it's Harlan Ellison, so I know he's going to have some strong opinions about women. Yes. Harlan Ellison. Yeah, poor guy. I don't know what happened with his brain. <laughs> Good writer, terrible human being. Yep. Hang on, I'm sending you guys a uh, reference file for rules. Roger that. The other one I had, I was trying to work out some stuff. It's boring going into all the details, but it was a um, realistic post-nuclear war thing. But we have that. It's called Dead Earth. (laughs) Yes, the most realistic ever. Years of research. And that was Pink Moon, taking the name from the song about the same thing, which is totes 100% about nuclear winter. I don't know if I'd like a realistic post-apocalypse game. It might just be a little too depressing. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're playing the road, the role-playing game. Great. Everything is terrible, and there's nothing you can do. Ran some tests because I was cobbling together a combat system for it and stuff, and Uh it's mostly horrible choices and people dying, though there was one great moment where some people were trying to throw grenades at someone, and the character made every incredibly difficult reflex save equivalent and threw something like half a dozen grenades back at people. It was pretty awesome. (laughs) They finally gave up and just left him alone. Well, we're never getting him out of that building. It's not worth it. All right, so I'm playing Bog. Where are you, Bog? Page 18. Merci. I believe I am Zolgar. Yeah, do we want to go over the character sheets and stuff? Because it'll refresh my memory as well. There are certain things I want to clarify before we get started, and I have to slow down combat to look it up, like what's the difference between an action feature and an accessory. Little things like that that I should know by now, but don't. And qualities, I know you use them. They provide plus one to your... Or is it plus two? Shit. I thought it was plus... Now I'm second-guessing myself. Now I'm second-guessing everything, because we're actually playing. Plus one to your check, and you can use them once each... There are certain things I love about this system, or certain things I hate about it. One of the things I hate about it is the fact that there are different little things like certain things you can use once per scene, certain things you can use once per session, certain things you can use. So standard qualities, you mark the check box by it, describe how it factors, add to your check result. Must be declared before the check is made. Right. Benefit dice. I think qualities can only be used once per episode or session. Trade has the action feature special rule. You can gain a benefit dice from the check, but only once per scene. The character's signature quality would logically be of assistance to the character making the check. You can mark off one or both signature quality boxes to gain one or two benefit dice. Use boxes that replenish between episodes. Yes. Ooh, that's so many words. I'm not going to remember any of this until it becomes necessary. This is, on what, the see, this this is what I'm talking about! Okay, this is, uh, no, no. Like Once we use it a couple of times, then we'll yes. be fine. No, it, I'm, reading this just, off, I'm reading this off the James yeah, screen. No, I'm just, I, so there's all kinds of stuff like that in there where it's just, okay, I got it the moment I'm reading it, but it's like, uh-huh. you know, it's, so yeah, yeah. it's... it's uh, but once we use it a few times, we'll be good. Yeah, that's why I haven't given up on the system. Besides. Yeah. An accessory. Oh, I know what accessory does. You can link traits together, and normally you can only link two, the primary trait and then one secondary trait. But if something is an accessory, you can link it, even if you already have two traits linked. That's right. Yeah, action feature gives you benefit dice once per episode. I think action feature is per scene. One of them is per scene. Action feature is one benefit dice per scene. Okay. Qualities replenish per episode. If you use your... No, I think that sounds right to me. And if you use your qualities in a negative way... You can gain oomph, which helps you do all kinds of nifty stuff. It's basically the yum-yums of cartoon action. Cool, 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 cool. All right, are we... If you're going to ask if we're ready... I was decanted by a cold, unfeeling robot arm ready. No, I was going to say, maybe we should introduce your characters for the podcast listeners so they know who the hell these people are. Oh, hopefully we're starting about here with the podcast as an editing (laughs) Exactly, Yeah. Welcome to this issue of Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Today we're playing Cartoon Action Hour, Wasteland 2010. Nobody knows where it came from. Nobody knows why it happened. But in the year 1981, a dimensional rift opened up in the sky above, and the world as we knew it was no more. In its place was an untamed planet of ruined cities, mutated creatures, man-eating plants, and powerful magic. 
overnight, the world's population was drastically reduced thanks to unprecedented natural disasters. Monstrous beasts and other hazards spawned by the newly transformed planet is now 2010. In the almost 30 years since the changing, society has fallen completely apart, unless you count the small pockets of civilization scattered across the globe. Despite the seemingly bleak situation, there is hope in the form of an organization of scientists, civic leaders, and scholars collectively known as Utopia League. These idealists have a simple enough goal, to rebuild civilization at all costs. The Utopian League is comprised of primarily those who prefer to remain within the safe confines of the Citadel, a well-hidden underground research center located somewhere in the Midwest region of the former United States. They have a small handful of researchers who brought into the field when necessary. But the usual practice is to hire unaffiliated adventurers to handle the tougher jobs such as exploring uncharted areas, making contact with the remnants of society, removing threats to the human race, and so on. All of these teams are competent at what they do, but one trio stands head and shoulders above the rest. These three heroes are given the most perilous tasks imaginable. Tasks that would make most people tuck their tails and run. Tasks that few would even consider taking on. But we're not talking about mere run-of-the-mill heroes here. We're talking about the barbaric soul god, the magic-wielding Lady Lystra, and the brutish Bog. Together, there's no challenge they can't meet head on. Yeah, I totally have music playing in my head. So I'm playing Bog. Big, hairy, brute-looking fellow. Actually a survivor from before the apocalypse. He is a walking encyclopedia of the past. With a nasty temper, and uh, maybe is a bit of a nerd. I'm playing Zolgar, a barbarian from deep in the Ozarks. Fiery, hot-headed, not really what you call a thinking man. Wields a mighty astralaxe. Battleaxe made of solidified energy. I'm playing Lady Mistra. Uh, according to her people, she is an oracle. I'm also known as the Chosen One, because I'm going to bring back Normus into the world someday. I have kind of foresight, I see, and I'm wise for my years. Okay. Oh, and I have a Black Panther. <laughs> named Midnight. I have a very large horse named Roosevelt. I've got a horse named Razorback. Okay, let's see if I can do this some justice here. All right. As our story opens, you are in the wilderness. I leave it to you as to why. Are you lost? Are you returning from a mission of some sort for the Utopia League? What are you doing out here? I say we're coming back from a mission, quite possibly a fruitless mission. And possibly lost, too, because I refuse to ask for directions. (laughs) I was just looking for some strawberries. But you're not going to find any around here. We're already lost enough as it is. What are these strawberries you speak of, Mistra? <sighs> They're a sweet treat, to be sure. Sweet treats make men weak. I'm not a man, Zogar. So you keep pointing out. <laughs> it just generally applies, you guys. Enough of your poetry. <laughs> your rhyming couplets. Look, I'm going ahead. I'm going to get up on this ridge, see if I can find the river. I tell you, there's no river for a thousand leagues from here, but look if you'd like. Well, I tell you, one used to flow here not very long ago. In fact, it was famous for its hydrothermal vents and a pioneering hydrodynamic plant, which took advantage of them. The ruins should have been there. I don't know what went wrong. My eyes went cross-eyed about three syllables into your explanation. I I told you before we set out I wasn't going to be there. I told you. Come on, Roosevelt. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like someone's in trouble. Well, it's not a river, I'll tell you that much. I will charge off. Yes. All right. Without a moment's thought or consideration. Because that's what barbarians do, damn it. Oh, God, I watched some of the original in preparation for this, and that motherfucker will ride right off a cliff without waiting for Mistra to create a bridge or anything. He just goes. He's got faith in his abilities and the abilities of his friends. Oh, absolutely. It's great. Okay. Well, there he goes. I'll turn and ride after him. (laughs) Come on, Roosevelt. God. Come on, Midnight. We've got to save that jackass again. Okay, you wander through some bramble, and you quickly come upon some very stock animated wilderness scenery. Mm-hmm. Same to- trees going by a couple times. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And uh, you come upon a woman who is being surrounded by a pack of flyotes. 
What are flyotes? Flyotes are winged, mutated coyotes. I was hoping you were going to say that. Yes. She is trying to flee, but they are blocking her path by swooping at her and causing her to, you know, she'll move out and one will start to attack. They keep her at bay as they are playing with their food. That is more than enough description for Zoldar. Driving Razorback at full speed, I will leap off the back of my horse and bodily tackle one of the flyotes trying to bring it to the ground, laughing and smiling the whole time. <laughs> okay, so you go first. Now, I believe everybody in this group has star power three. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll make a ruling for now. If it turns out I'm wrong, we'll settle it next week. Then we will kill you. <laughs> I think you just decide amongst yourselves what order you want to go in at that point. Usually it goes in the order of star power, but if it's ties, then it's up to you guys. I don't know what you say, Moondog, but I think clearly the reckless barbarian should go first almost every time. I think so, too, because he's going to die first, probably. Nobody dies in Cartoon Action Hour. It's an 80s cartoon. <laughs> Some people might be destroyed. That's right. Or defeated. Yeah, destroy them. Yeah, we'll just let Zogar go first every time. I didn't know, but I found out, I think from reading this book, actually, that that was a censor thing. They couldn't use the yeah, word kill. Yeah. That trips me out. And that's why they were always destroying them or getting this them. this PC culture we have today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, today, 30 years ago. Nope, it's totally new. It's a completely new phenomenon. It's destroying the world. So I think we've got initiative there. Oh, wait, we're talking about order here. I know what I want to do, but I'll leave Oh, I, I have an idea what I want to do, too. But Okay, then uh, why don't you go second and I'll go third? Okay. Because that also kind of fit the pattern that I observed in Thundar. Gotcha. <laughs> Maybe I should drive. No. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, Thundar would leap righteously. Ariel would roll her eyes and have to back him up somehow, and then they'd cut to Ukla doing some amazing feat of strength. Yeah, which I notice I've got on my sheet. And then the coyotes will, or excuse me, flyotes will go last because they have no star power whatsoever. I was kind of hoping they're across between giant horse flies and coyotes because that would be oh, like that. Like well, that pretty much, thing yeah. I saw today. Like the, yeah, the, like the, the like, avatar of influence. Like, yeah, like the avatar of Dathashua or whatever showed up yes. there. <laughs> thing was horrid. Grotesque, bloated fly about the size of like, maybe a little bit bigger than the end of your pinky, like Hail mottled. <sighs> yes, exactly. It definitely was enjoying the blessings of Uncle Nurgle. Had visible hair. Yeah, that sounds hideous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So uh, you're leaping off your horse in a flying tackle ah! on one of the flyotes. <laughs> yes! Okay, now let's stack this thing out. All right. I'm imagining Fierce Fighter would be the primary. Right. Uh, which is plus two versus goons, making the assumption these are goons. So that would be a total of five. And then I think I'm going to try and link strong, which is two. Uh, linked secondary trait will add to the primary trait's rating based on the tier. So I'm assuming this is plus one for being human tier. Yes. Right, so I should be rolling with a total of plus six, correct? Yes, and the difficulty is 11. Rolled a nine, a six with a 15. Oh, damn, okay. That was almost an instant defeat right there. You leap onto the flyote who was in mid-flight, and you... Just barrel him to the ground. That's right. <laughs> and he has a setback token. I'm assuming, narratively, to defeat something, we just take it out of the action. Yeah. Throwing it over the horizon or whatever is right. perfectly acceptable. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's your action. Now... Um, what is... Lady. 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 I am a lady. Yes. Okay. Master GM. What is she doing? She leans down and whispers into um, Midnight's ear, and then we take off bolting to the group. When we get close, we're going to leap into the air, because she can leap, and land right by the girl, and I'm going to put up a protective dome. Oh, nice. Okay. I don't even know if you need to roll for that. In fact, I can't think of any reason why you would need to uh, roll for that, because I can't see any way the Flyotes could block it. When I put up the projective dome, I use my catchphrase, by powers ancient and arcane. I'm not using the quality as a component to the die. I'm just saying my catchphrase. Right. Okay. Bog. You're muted. Oh, you missed my terrible... <laughs> <laughs> I will pick up the entire carcass of a car by its front bumpers and uh, spin around a couple of times, whacking as many flyotes as I can. Now, you are in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. 
There's a always, broken, there's, there's, there's there's always this, broken down cars in the background of these movies. All right, I will go with it. I hadn't thought of that, and that's okay. All right. That's totally like a feat of strength. Yes. Now, when I use these, am I using up my ability to use them? These are qualities. Oh, uh, yes. You only get one usage of a standard quality per episode, and the signature ones, which is your main concept one. That's the one gotcha. that the two boxes. Oh, wait. That's why the, the two boxes. Yep. That's okay, once we'll per, that's that. per scene. Yeah, so I'm you're going to use using your traits. So then I'm just using strong, and this is a single D12? Yes, unless you have some reason to I, add benefit dice, which I don't think... Roger that. That's from your qualities. Uh, your signature one specifically. And then, uh, or an action feature. Yes. And then I just add the trait rating to it, right? Yes. Cool. So that gives me a grand total of 10. Okay, wow. Wow, you kicked their... Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. They are just... Well, actually, I'll let you describe, because you instantly defeated these guys. Each of you gets one squad of flyotes, and you just defeated yours in one fell swoop. So as they're uh, rushing at me, I jump off the horse, roll, pick up the car by its front bumper, and I spin around in a weirdly animated thing where, like, I'm up on my heels, my body's kind of back at 45 degrees, and it's just sort of going through, like, a three-frame thing. But there's a pretty good close-up as each of the coyotes, with a weird sound effect, get hit by the roof the hood, the side of the car in turn, sending them sprawling to the ground. Awesome. And now it is their turn. The ones that are attacking Zolgar let out piercing howls. Oh, I immediately cover my ears, kind of shake back and forth going, Okay. Do you have any traits or anything you can use to generate a defense? What are they trying to do? It's a fear-inducing howl. Oh, yeah, I'm I didn't want to say you feel fear because you may make the roll and then I have to recant that. I am both loyal, so I'm not going to run away from my friends, and stubborn. I think stubborn is more accurate in this instance, but if I can link loyal to it, that'll give me another plus one. I don't see any reason why not. All right, so that's coming at it with a plus three. Brings it to 13. Damn, okay. So Please. I'll just howl right back at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they have to take the lowest of two dice, so their nine is no match for your 13. Their 11, I'm sorry, is no match for your 13. You feel a twinge of panic, but you easily suppress it. Meanwhile, Lady, the ones who were trying to attack this woman, are swooping down at you. So that's a swooping attack. Uh, how are you defending? Um, I'm going to use my Agile to dodge. Okay. D12, there we go. I got a 10. Okay, they had a 3. You easily dodge. In fact, they wind up tumbling in a heap. In a yelping heap. And that's it. We're back to a new round. Zolgar, go. All right. This flyote I'm wrestling with. Mm -hmm. Wing in each hand, his disgusting fly-like insect wings. Got to yank off one in each hand and then kick him in the back, sending him flying into a tree. Okay. At least that's the attempt. Uh, I think it's the same mix as I had before with Fierce Fighter linked with Strong. Ooh, that's a 17. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, not even a question. They rolled a one and then added their two ratings. So that's three. That guy is gone. So, yeah, you... If I'm fighting a squad, I imagine, instead of the tree, I pulled off his wings and kicked him in, like, bowling pins, just knocked down the rest of his buddies. That Hanna-Barbera crunch cymbal sound. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, the wings are off, and he still tries in vain to fly, slams into the... So wait, is he slamming into the tree or is he slamming into his buddies? If it's a squad here, then I imagine, yeah, I pulled okay. off the wings, then kicked him into his buddies. Okay. Knocking him out like 10 pins. Right. Okay. Gotcha. That happens. Hooray. Um, Lady Nistra, you're up. I'm going to maintain my protective dome over the girl. Okay. But Midnight is going to jump and pounce onto the tumbling flyote. Now, I'm not sure how to handle companions. She has a combat of one. Okay. So you want me not to use her this No, this no, time? no, because this is good stuff to learn. I just don't want to spend eight minutes looking it up. We're good, dude. Yeah, let me... Because I'm kind of curious, actually, about this how... This is all what we're here to do, man. Companions, where are the rules for companions? Let's see. I've got it on page 105 here. Looks like that's for creating them, at least. Treat the functions as traits. I don't know exactly what that means, but they're talking about for linking stuff. I think that's like when it says combat one, that's a function. Yep. A companion or a character can make one crucial check per round. So you can't have you and your companion attack or do things that would make a setback token appear. Well, you kind of can. You can add their functions or their traits to your traits. 
So we can go as one and fight together. Okay. So I could say that I was going to attack and I wanted to use a linking trait of my companion's combat. Right. So that would be like you were, if you had one, swinging a whip at someone and the horse was pawing at them with their hoofs or something. I'm just making sense. Yeah. In this case, I'm not attacking. I'm letting the cat do it for me. Okay. So if I treat it as traits, then I'm going to use her combat and stealth to leap on and attack. Okay. So that would give her a two. So I roll die 12 and add two, correct? Yes. Uh, I got nine total. Describe to me how your companion defeats these flyotes. My companion's a panther. Panther, I'm sorry. Black panther, specifically. Yeah, Yeah, it is a black panther named Midnight. I really did read Um, these characters before we ran this. So so she, the cat, jumps on one and shreds it with her um, claws. And she grabs another one in her jaws and flips it in the air. You've seen dogs do that? Cats, they grab a toy and flip it into the air and then go after it. So she starts doing that to the other ones, flipping them in the air and then shredding them with their claws. Uh, we do a lot of cutaways because this is an 80s cartoon, so we can't show any overt violence. But yes, the idea has gotten I'm thinking across. little symbols like Batman, you know, where he goes wham and hits them. <laughs> Instead of seeing the head, that you see the little box thingy come up and it says wham. Yeah. Or like they're just tossed into the yeah. trees or go flying yeah. off or something. There you go. Yeah. I think that's all that is okay so she is in this protective dome is it a physical dome or is it just an energy dome it's an energy dome okay so she walks toward you and it makes that sound but she doesn't get shocked because it's supposed to be protecting her and she just sort of stares bewildered uh thank thank you thank you so much for helping me who are you uh, woman speak now uh, <laughs> uh can you let me out of here? No, I cannot. But Lady Mistra may. If she's inclined. <laughs> I don't tell her her business. And the pause is... All right. <laughs> is he muted or is he just not saying anything? I'm muted. Okay. My name is Alistra, and uh, again, thank you for saving my life. I don't know what I would have done. Why are you out here in this dangerous area? Well, I have to find my son. <sighs> Great. <laughs> well, we're doing this now. Yes, we are, Bog. We're going to help this lady. Oh, Bog. We're going to cut to a commercial break. Ooh. And then the commercial break, a player and the game master both roll a D. Let me find that. I, I thought like it, this already. Because I thought it was really cool and I wanted to use it. So, yes, this is strictly indulging me. In your world, very cynicism. <laughs> He's got a temper. I'm going to interpret it that way. We'll see how it works. Okay. Me and the player who spent the most oomph since the last commercial break, nobody spent any oomph so far, so it's basically whoever wants to. I nominate Moondog. I'll do it. Second. Okay. Good man. What are we doing? Uh, We are each rolling a d12. Any bonuses? Nope. I am rolling a d12. I got a two. Okay. I got a seven. It's higher than a two. Yeah. That's what you guys get for picking me. I, I, I like it so far, I think. Yeah, that means I roll on commercial break table one. Go on. I'm intrigued. Okay, okay roll again. Table's got to be difficult with a screen reader, I got to tell you. It's yeah. 11 we got, so let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. True to cosmos. Okay, the Game Master's oomph point increases by two for the scene which follows the commercial break, whether it's a continuation of a scene in progress or a new scene altogether. And of course, since it's a dialogue exposition scene, awesome. There's no need for the oomph, but what the hell? We got to have a commercial break. Is there anything commercially that happens during the break? Like, do we have to create a product or something, uh, something like that? We can. It's called so the, the villainous. For. It's called the villainous playset commercial. The Flyody Caves. I like that Flyody Caves. I will give you each an oomph. Uh, we're going to treat this like they do the moral of the episode. Mm-hmm. So anybody who contributes to this commercial and how it would go gets an oomph. Oh, I've got something already. <laughs> go for it. There's a slime that you pour 
into the volcanic vents at the top. And there's two... Oh, no, no, no. Instead of describing it, let's actually role-play it out. So there's a group of two kids playing... Yep, that's just what I was about to get into. Oh, sorry, sorry, okay. Two super white kids. (laughs) Like, one has blonde hair, one has orange hair. They both might as well have bowl cuts. Horizontally striped shirts. Oh, yes. (laughs) Awesome! One of them slightly buck-toothed, the other one has like a gap in his teeth, and they're glaring at each other like they're ready to eat each other's faces. Like, it's not happiness, it's like the panicked grimace of a chimpanzee. You've seen those white people commercial smiles. And they're and it's like cuts in and there's a narrator like, add your own slime, and there's pouring it into the volcanic vents on the top and it comes pouring out covering the little cheap plastic figures that's what I got excellent <laughs> with the exclusive Flyote Alpha action figure feed your pack against Zolgar and his friends <laughs> awesome I got nothing what oh. what's one more cool feature that you would have loved to have had or that you would hate to see as a parent <laughs> On a slime volcano? On these cave things. Flyody figures each sold separately, of course. No, no, it comes with um, two. But the exclusive, it comes with the alpha, yeah. That's right, yes. That's right. Duh. Flaming arrows? There you go. They can shoot slime? Oh, that's even better, because that's a horrible cleanup job. Slime yep. arrows, yep. <laughs> I see one flying against the wall. Cool! It against the nice wall, just slides down. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving and the commercial dad walks in like, what the? Cut. <laughs> it was Johnny. He did it, not me. It wasn't me, Dad. It was the Flyotes. Oh, kids. <laughs> Flyote Cave playset. New from Kenner. Kenner. <laughs> oh, Kenner. <laughs> yeah, well. Good knowing you, Kenner. Before we go back from our commercial break, I'm going to actually take a quick break. See how awesome. I, I am using the... Uh, okay, I'll be right Sounds back. good. Now, it's here. The excitement. The adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin rings, phase together. For two crunches in every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. Here comes Point Dread and the Talon Fighter, including adventure book and story record with sound effects. Action figures sold separately. Let's hear He-Man, Skeletor, and the Point Dread story. I, Skeletor, will finally defeat He-Man. I'll use the Talon Fighter to stop Skeletor. In a flash, He-Man's hurled through space and time. Surrender to the power of Point Dread's Talon Fighter. You win, He-Man, but I'll be back. <laughs> Point Dread and the Talon Fighter with record and storybook. You have to put it together. Action figures sold separately from Mattel. Be careful! This place is crawling with Biker Scouts! Don't worry, they don't match for us, you are! From Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection, New Wicked W.R. and Princess Nisa each sold separately. Quiet, Nisa, here comes a Biker Scout! W. Warwick and Princess Nisa each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Now, back to our story. Is the scene exactly the same as it was? Have you, like, built a camp? I don't know how late it is in the day. I presume we should, like, uh, have built a camp or shelter or something so she can regale us with the story of what happened to her son. Either that or we're riding along. Oh, that's true. That's good, too. That could be, too. That's up to you guys. Weirdly limited animation. Well, she knows where she's going, one imagines. We were lost, so, yeah, riding along is probably not a bad idea. Yeah. She tells you, I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't found me. Those flaudies killed my horse back there. You have died horribly. That's probably true, yes. What, what happened to your him? He reminds me of Drax. That's funny. Just, yeah. <laughs> Drax? From uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Just the way he, he just... He, he does not oh, yes, yes, yes. the concept of metaphor. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Nothing would fly over my head. 
My reflexes are too good. Yes. <laughs> Humans have Hagen's. My father would regale us many times with the tale of how he impregnated our mother. <laughs> Zogar, stop. She needs to tell us where her son is. Ah, so, yes, your son. What happened to him? You know that new amusement park that opened? There's I am the- familiar with it, but why don't you explain <laughs> it to me? <laughs> well, they're calling it an amusement park. I don't know. D-Land or something a ways off in that spot that used to be Anaheim. Uh, I'm Just a walking encyclopedia of the past. You mean Disneyland, the happiest place on Earth, or so they called it. Looks like they're trying to recreate that. Who's they? I don't know. I just saw that a lot of the townspeople have been uh, taking our kids there, and so I thought it would be fun. But, so who uh, took your son? Well, that's the weird thing. He seems to have joined a group of pirates. Pirates? How old is your son? No, no, no. She may not mean actual pirates. The original Disneyland had a ride themed after pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean, it was called. There were animated figures. There was singing. There was charming scenes of cartoonish violence. These pirates sound like no pirates I've heard. In fact, they sound delightful. Ugh, they were okay. It was mostly for kids. You'd probably fit right in. I don't know all the details because I wasn't staying with him. He's 12. He's practically an adult. Grown man. Yeah. Yeah, he can take care of himself. So I was off enjoying other parts of the park. But next thing I know, I go to pick him up and he he said he, he, he had been recruited. And they wouldn't let me see him. Sounds like the Pirates of the Caribbean is broken down. Let's hope they don't start eating the tourists. Comical musical pirates are one thing, but I will not stand for disrespecting of one's mother. Other people in the town have been complaining about missing their children as well, but I couldn't get any of the other ones to join me. They're too afraid. You come from a town of cowards. Thankfully, you've found a band of heroes. Yes, they are a town of cowards. Well, one of us is a hero, and then two morons, but that's okay. They don't deserve their offspring. Well, let's go take care of this. Let's get your son back. Yes, indeed. Let us go to this dismal land abusement park. And deal with these pirates. It's not... (sighs) Never mind. These singing, dancing, comical pirates. Okay. You ride off into the proverbial sunset. And there you have it. That is actually about where we stopped. There was a more actual stopping point where I actually did say, I'm going to stop here, guys, because I don't have notes past this point, and I'd like to have a chance to figure out what exactly I want to do with the area you're going to be exploring. And we did some character creation for another game, which I didn't want to post because, well, it was a lot of long, long pauses and lots of clickety-clacks on keyboards and just not, you know, so... But this is where we stop. This was all the gameplay that we did. So it's a short session, so here it is. I promise the next one will be much sooner in coming, because all I have to do is make sure anything that needs to be taken out is taken out, slap on some opening and closing remarks, and send it. And like I said, I hope this isn't too much of an awe. Maybe at some point, if life calms down, I'll get back to sound effects and music and all that good stuff. But for right now, as it was with the Dresden Files... Uh, Even more so now, it's just going to be the sessions themselves. So, that's where we are. So, until next time, this is Blind Geek saying thank you for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack. And remember, your imagination is just like a jetpack. you got to keep it fired up, and always, let it soar! (laughs) 